Gone are the days of knights and chivalry, and yet that hasn't changed God's vision of you as a man of valor. Today, pornography is a simple mouse click away, and sexual addiction is at an epidemic level. Dr. Mark Laser is an internationally known author and speaker, the leading Christian authority on sexual addiction, and the host of Faithful and True's online radio production, The Men of Valor Program. Here now is Dr. Mark Laser. Welcome to The Men of Valor Program. Uh, on a springtime day here in Minnesota, we come to you now with our ongoing um, series on the 12 steps. And uh, today we've, uh, believe it or not, gotten to step 11. We have worked our way all the way to number 11. You're right, Mark. Number 11, step 11 says, seek through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understand him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Well, you know, it seems to me as I was thinking about this today that uh, for us it's uh, something we emphasize around here a lot, which is um, the power of uh, prayer and meditation. Uh, so let's just talk about that for a minute. It's, uh, you know, the steps are all related. They all build on each other. So steps two and three are the steps where we uh, remember to surrender our life to Christ and so forth. And this step is just uh, recognizing that we need to improve our conscious contact with God by a daily program of prayer and meditation. So right. I don't know. <laughs> There's a part of me that's like, okay, I mean, it's as simple as that. But uh, I think one of the ways that uh, accountability works into these steps is that uh, it goes back to what uh, Paul said in Romans 7.15, uh, that the good that I would I, I don't do and the evil that I hate, that's what I do. This is a good example of the good that I want to do, maybe historically I don't do. Right. And uh, uh, in other words, how many of us have made a pledge to uh, start a diet, start exercising, start this and that. And, you know, in our program, maybe start meditating or start praying on a more regular uh, daily basis. I'm just saying that I think we're powerless sometimes around starting things as well as stopping things. So, you know, we're going to need a lot of help from our accountability group reminding us, calling us on a daily basis. There was a guy that made a commitment last night to start something of a meditation nature. And Three or four of the guys in the group offered that they would call him today. It turns out today, and uh, and remind him did he start? Right. <laughs> you know, and then well, they're going to keep calling him, and uh, hopefully he stays started. Well, it seems sometimes the most basic uh, or fundamental steps can be the most powerful ones. And here we are as we've hit step eleven, and just to have this reminder of. Putting ourselves in contact with God through prayer and meditation is going to give us that head start on becoming more like Christ. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, it is. It's one of the most basic things, but uh, we've said this before in the show. There's any number of men who are now giving testimony to the fact of how much a regular pattern of meditation on a daily basis has uh, transformed their life. So um, that's... What I'm encouraging all the listeners to think about, not just the men, uh, but also the wives. I mean, I think the 12 steps are for everybody, and uh, regardless of whatever it is we're dealing with, and I think that uh, having an accountability program where we're having daily contact with God in some 
way, shape, or form is, is really uh, the most important thing. Well, going back 32 years to your own experience, mm-hmm. um, did you feel a real shift? Did you make a conscious shift in, in the time that you were dedicating to, that, to, to prayer and meditation? Uh, was that a powerful part of your recovery? Well, you know, it's interesting. I'm glad you brought that up, really, because uh, for those of us that uh, crashed and burned like I did, um, had a pretty profound intervention and pretty profound consequences right off the, the top. When I got to uh, to the treatment center, uh, there was a part of me that was uh, pretty angry with God, actually, that, uh, you know, because I had prayed and prayed and prayed for years and years and years, to be free of, uh, you know, my sexual behaviors going back to when I was 12 years old and uh, and did it for the first time in a very conscious way at a church camp. <clears throat> then there was, you know, the the religion that I was raised in, and I do emphasize the word religion as opposed to spirituality. The denomination that I was uh, brought up in did not treat me very well when I crashed and burned. I mean, in fact... I was pretty much treated like a leper and uh, pretty much reviled and told that uh, don't call us, we'll call you, and uh, uh, I'm still waiting for that call. That That's not a joke, that's the truth. And uh, So I, there was a part of me that uh, that needed to be away from church and needed to be away from the practice of religion for a while uh, while I came back to it on my own, and mm-hmm. so that... that took a while. And what I found in the early days, and I think a lot of guys find this too, that, uh, you know, going to the 12-step groups uh, in the early days and the support meetings these days, whether it's a 12-step group or not, that uh, there was more spirituality in those groups. There was more church uh, in a way. I mean, because it was all about grace and acceptance and, and transformation and those kinds of things. So there, there was no doubt that for a while for me, uh, going to meetings became church for me. So, okay. And then, of course, this is step 11. So, you know, you start working the steps. Uh, you're going to emphasize the earlier steps. But eventually, then I came back to this. And uh, as some of our listeners know and some of our people around here, well, you'd, you'd be a strange person around here if you didn't know how much I emphasize you know, the role of meditation in a daily program, and particularly one of the ones that, you know, we've been advocating and teaching called Lexio Divina. And for anyone uh, who's listening to those two words for the first time, it's Latin. Lexio is L-E-C, believe it or not, L-E-C-T-I-O. It's pronounced Lexio for some reason. Lectio uh, Divina, D-I-V-I-N-A, means divine reading in Latin, and it's a four-step uh program of meditation, um, and I, I would say that uh, anybody out there who's interested in, in, in this, it's you know, even Wikipedia <laughs> on the internet has an article on how to do Lexio Divina. So, And we've also done previous podcasts yes, we have. Uh, on the subject, so right. if you were to go to our show page at faithfulandtrue.com or on iTunes, you're going to be able to scroll back in time and uh, and you'll find the shows in which we uh, discuss that at length. That's right. So uh, I just, I don't know what else to say today. I, I do have something to say about the back, back end of this, uh, maybe after the break, but uh, the back end of the step. And uh, 
But for now, I would say get yourself educated, uh, if you're not already, about a program, a daily program of meditation. And I can hear all the uh, groans of the uh, guys out there with uh, attention deficit disorder and say, you know, I've tried doing this and it, it just doesn't work. And I think sometimes we get hung up on length of time. So uh, I would say that if you don't have a pattern of this uh, and you have a hard time concentrating, which ADD people do, uh, just start for a minute. You know, just right. do something for a minute. Then see if over time you can get to two minutes, five minutes, ten minutes, fifteen. Basically, I think there's a lot of guys out there that do Lexio Divina for you know somewhere in the neighborhood of fifteen to thirty minutes. Okay, and that's that's what we're talking about. But if you've got ADD or ADHD, I'm sure yeah. that at first uh, starting out, that sounds like Mission Impossible. Right, that's right. Yeah. But it's not. No. Well, listen, let's take that break that you mentioned earlier. And when we come back from the break, uh, then we'll uh, continue our discussion of step 11 from the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. You're listening to Dr. Mark Laser, and this is the Men of Valor program. struggle with the use of pornography? Faithful and True is a Christian-based counseling center specializing in the treatment of sexual addiction and compulsive behavior issues. Our well-trained staff has the highest levels of clinical expertise combined with personal experience to understand and effectively treat your sexual addiction. We have a proven track record for helping men who are seeking a transformation in their lives. Our Men of Valor three-day intensive workshops led by Dr. Mark Laser and Dr. Greg Miller, are the most effective and affordable treatment program in the country. Our workshop alumni rate our workshops as life-changing. We also offer workshops for spouses and couples. If you're ready to make a change in your life and are seeking a treatment program provided by the top Christian experts in the sexual addiction field, visit us today at faithfulandtrue.com to learn more. That's FaithfulAndTrue.com Time now for the Trigger of the Week. Trigger of the Week, uh, you brought it up today at our lunch meeting, and uh, uh, Debbie... My wife was uh, mentioning a recent uh, conversation she had with one of the wives, and uh, I think without violating confidentiality, I think it's a it's a great example of a trigger that we all have in some ways, uh, and certainly a lot of the women have this one, and it's certainly being emphasized a lot these days. But the trigger, uh, at least on the front end, was uh, the fairly recent example of uh, Robert Kraft, the owner of the New England Patriots, who was uh, caught, uh, you know, being involved in a Asian um, massage parlor down in the Boca Raton area. I'm laughing because uh, for a number of years we did our 
men's workshop mm-hmm. in February in Boca Raton. At the Spanish River Church, yes. In the Spanish River Church. Our good friends down there. I'm guessing we probably drove by this massage parlor at some point. So, you know, not unique. I mean, we've had any number of examples of famous and powerful men who've gotten themselves into difficulties. Uh, I was just pausing for a minute. I was just thinking this this past weekend as we're recording this, we had a powerful, powerful example of redemption of one of us, uh, Tiger Woods, who, uh, um, with all of his back issues and the thought that he might never play golf again, you know, we we can't also forget that he's recovering from um, his addictive nature and that uh, he successfully went to treatment and that uh, it just seems to me that he's a different person today than he was. Uh, so we celebrate that for Tiger. He's... Uh, uh, just a good example of the power of recovery. But this woman was saying that uh, it was just a reminder or a trigger to her that uh, uh, so many of the men in her life uh, have just not been trustworthy, have been uh, not the best examples. They were either alcoholics, sex addicts, sexually abused her early on, uh, or whatever they were. You you help me remember what Debbie well, was saying. Well, what Debbie was saying is that the woman was trying to... It seemed like she couldn't uh, even think of a single male in her life uh, right. Uh, right. that that had not disappointed her or let her down uh, because of their actions, and it even included her grandfather. And you would right. think, you know, how safe can a young girl be in the presence of her own grandfather? You would think that would be the, the safest yeah. and most nurturing uh, of circumstances. But for this woman, uh, she had just had a life filled with um, aggressive, uh, inappropriate behavior that was... Mm-hmm. Uh, that was brought down upon her by so many different men. So uh, when she saw the news story, the news story itself was a trigger for her. Well, the news story was a trigger just about men in general. And right. I think, you know, we've got a lot of that going on today uh, because there's a lot of news stories about a lot of men and the Me Too movement. And, you know, we're realizing in a way how many, what the the huge percentage of women that have, you know, been sexually exploited, abused, harassed, you know, uh, and that kind of thing. So, you know, I do think, and I'm speaking out there to the wives, that, you know, your uh, current situation with your husband has only been the most recent, probably, example of men who have not been uh, uh, full of integrity. So um, uh, now we could reverse it, too, and say that, you know, a lot of the men have uh, stories of neglect and abandonment and perhaps even abuse from um, fathers and and their own their their own view of men in general and and certainly sometimes women as well. So, um, so that's our trigger for that's today. That's our trigger for today, which yeah. is a big one when you think about it. It's it's kind of a huge one. So, yeah. well, let's bring the listeners, Mark, back to today's program in which we're discussing uh, step eleven of the Alcoholics Anonymous twelve step program. Yeah, it's uh, the step about improving our conscious contact. You know, it's. Uh, not some unconscious, you know, dreamlike contact. It's not angels appearing to us in the middle of the night. But uh, it's uh, that daily conversation that I think uh, God invites us into, and certainly Jesus does, to be with him. And uh, it's just taking it in a uh, formal way to uh, do something intentional on a daily basis. The last part of the step is to basically understand about the will 
uh, that God has for all of us mm-hmm. and uh, the power to carry that out. So I think one of the main things that we work on with our meditation program in the early days is uh, what is God's plan for our life? You know, uh, God has a plan and a purpose for all of us. He has a plan to prosper us and not to harm us. He has a will that uh, he wants us to follow, but he generally has given us a set of abilities, talents, gifts, resources, whatever they are, and uh, uh, he intends for us to use them, and uh, he intends for us to follow his will. So, But I think a lot of us spend a lot of time confused about what that is. Or, well, I think that very point can be both frustrating uh, but can also be exciting because when you understand and believe that God has a plan for you, uh, you can hardly wait to see what that's going what that's to be. Going to be yeah. You know, and in the meantime, when it's not taking place, when life just seems to be you're spinning your wheels in the mud, then you're you know you you, you turn to God and say, "Okay, I know yeah. you, you can start to show me glimpses of this plan, and I know mm-hmm. that you have a great and glorious plan for me. Um, I would love to know what it what it is. Well, yeah, you know, I think a lot of people. I think I can't think of a person who wouldn't want to know what that is and would enjoy being confident in what that is. But I, I do think there's so many people that have been knocked down by life circumstances that they they have a hard time believing that God mm-hmm. would would uh, do all these things to them. It goes back to uh, one of the things I was saying that some of us uh, have to fight through our anger and disappointment that God hasn't seemed to always answer our prayers in the ways that we've wanted him to. And I, this is, again, where I think we need lots of encouragement. I, for some reason, was just thinking that uh, uh, one of the best people that I know of that I've heard, I don't listen to regularly, but that I've heard is Joel Osteen. I think he has Absolutely. A, he has a really powerful way of saying whatever your life circumstances, whatever, however you've been knocked down, however you've been knocked backwards, you know, you have a chance to always understand what God wants you to do and go forward. Well, my wife Cindy and I are big Joel Olstein fans. And yeah, I knew that. I was just setting you up. Well, thank you very much. Well, I appreciate that because he is filled with positivity. Uh, and uh, his encouragement is always one, um, when I'm done listening to him, he has imparted great wisdom with us. And a week ago, he was talking about anyone who diminishes your joy, you you don't need to be spending time with mm. those individuals. Mm-hmm. So 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 often we can find ourselves getting dragged down mm-hmm. by certain individuals in our lives. Yeah. And, and he was saying, you know, don't don't let someone steal your joy. God has mm-hmm. great joy in store for you, and He also encourages you to be intentional in your prayer mm-hmm. and and to mm-hmm. come right out and ask God to shower you with favor whatever yeah. that is mm-hmm. maybe favor is good health yeah. you know you and I have all <laughs> had yeah. had various bouts of of uh, physical um challenges and just just praying for um for him to shower us with good health and pain-free existence that kind of thing uh, mm-hmm. so i i think that prayer can be more powerful than some people want to give credit it credit for. Yeah, and I also think uh, just as you were talking about, you know, my own prayers for pain free this and pain free that. I I do think that God does you know grow us up too sometimes by allowing us to have pain. He doesn't always completely take it away, but he always it, it, in a way uh, might be part of his plan. You right. Know, uh, 
So don't just think that, uh, you know, uh, and I think this is where Joel Osteen comes under some criticism because he is, in fact, so positive. Uh, just there's a lot of naysayers out there who have a hard time being that positive mm-hmm. and uh, um, that it's not all positive. It's not, you know, whatever. I'm just saying that uh, I think he's right that uh, we need to look always, and this is what the step talks about, into what is God teaching us, even through our pain, even through our addiction, even through our physical pains or our physical illnesses. You know, how is he perfecting our our character, our strength, you know, uh, our purpose in life? And God always has a purpose. Uh, you know, I think lately, you know, for me, I have to accept the fact that, you know, with all the limitations that I'm developing because of my various diseases, God has a purpose and a plan in that. You sure. Know, what is it? And uh, maybe it's to not... You know, well, I, I don't think maybe. I don't think the answer to this one is maybe. I think God, God's plan and purpose is sit, sit your, uh, how am I going to refer to this, your bottom down, mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and don't, don't worry about traveling all over the world like you used to do. Sure. And uh, just, you know, get about doing some of the, the writing projects that uh, I have in store for you. And, you know, as you know, uh, we just signed two new contracts for two new books, and uh, I think in a way... Because of all that I'm going through, I do have a lot more time uh, to sit around. <laughs> well, well uh, so. and, and writing a new book is a powerful way of reaching millions of people. You can only travel so much. Yeah. You can only address, you know, a certain number of people by doing so. And uh, it's just a, it's a new you. It's a new era that we're... It's a new season. Well, you know, it's yeah. a new season for you because we're, yeah. we're unavailable to be able to travel and do the fight of your life events that we used yeah. to do. Cause mm-hmm. I've, I still get some people inquiring about that. And, uh, anyone who travels for a living understands the exhaustion involved mm-hmm. and expense and time involved in getting on airplanes and traveling and, uh, uh, coming up with the energy and uh, uh, wherewithal yeah. of del- delivering the powerful message that you do. Better yet, have you sit down and write a new book because that mm-hmm. is always, uh, there is a hungry audience awaiting the kind of direction and experience mm-hmm. that only you can share. Yeah. Well, the the new contracts are both uh, Debbie and I, you know, yeah. so uh, be us sharing in Debbie's book on post-traumatic growth from women, uh, that's one of them. So. Well, you know that you and I have been probably the biggest cheerleaders yeah. of trying to get Debbie uh, even <laughs> even more. You know, she has yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, she has a great um, Scandinavian uh, heritage, yeah. where, which makes her very very conservative in her in uh, doing things that puts herself in the limelight. That's right. She doesn't like putting herself in uh, the limelight, and that goes back to uh, both her mother and her father. And it does go back some to her Scandinavian heritage, or as her father would say, she's a stubborn Norwegian. So, <laughs> I guess that was what I was trying to say, uh, but uh, you're a little more accurate in your assessment. But anyway, uh, we look forward to that opportunity for you and Deb to be uh, writing some new books because there's a, like I said, there's an audience out there that is asking for it, that is praying about it, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it'll be well-received when the time comes that you're ready with that. Yeah. How would you like to wrap up Step 11 today? Get about the business of your conscious contact with God and ask your accountability group to uh, hold you accountable to do it and call you every day and make sure you do do it. 
pearls of wisdom from from the lips of Dr. Mark Laser. We uh, thank you for joining us today. I'm Randy Everett, your co-host, and uh, we uh, we thank you for joining us. We hope that this week is going to be a week for you that's filled with many blessings and great vision. You've been listening to the Men of Valor program with Dr. Mark Laser. For information about this program or to learn more about Faithful and True, visit us at faithfulandtrue.com. That's faithfulandtrue.com.